0: Gamou bak, dalej mądrocą má
1: Hello, uh, welcome to CRT Sound System episode 17. Um, I'm here with Reese as always. Rhys, how are you?
2: I'm doing great. This is an exciting episode. Um, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, and we have a guest today, uh, which is our friend Ryder. Ryder, how are you?
2: I'm doing well. How about yourself?
1: Not too bad. Um, yeah, so that was the, the opening track there was uh, Ichiban-ka um which is sort of like the, the the character theme for uh yakuza like a dragon which is the, the subject of today's episode um so um i suppose uh it was yourself writer first that sort of when we were discussing uh potential episodes you were saying you wanted to do a yakuza episode either zero or this game um so i suppose uh talk to us a bit about the yakuza series in general and this game in specific and why you sort of like it and wanted to talk about the soundtrack
3: Oh wow. Um I'm not even <laughs> quite sure where to begin because this franchise is so long running and a little all over the place and um just really fun and creative. Um it scratches a lot of itches, you know, you you you've got your criminal underground story, you've got your romance story, you've got your your mysteries and intrigue. Um I I don't know. I I just sort of, sort of feel like if you have a love of um, fisticuffs and action movies and and underground stories, there's there's just a lot to love about this franchise. And uh, Yakuza 7 um, in particular is uh, a lot of fun. You know, you took what used to be a kind of a beat-em-up sort of game and then they converted into what I feel is a really masterfully executed JRPG with a lot of um, much more contemporary sensibilities. Yeah, absolutely. Um...
2: Absolutely. And it's interesting because um, you've played a lot more Yakuza than I have, so let me know if this is accurate. But from what I've played uh, and seen of the earlier Yakuza games in the franchise, it's not like Yakuza 7 is, is straying away from that too much, but there's a very kind of like classic um like crime movie story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I've seen like when I when I was uh you know uh going through sort of like crime movies at my early twenties, like I've seen so many like Yakuza movies that are just mm-hmm. like have yeah. very similar beats. Um and it's very kind of serious and dramatic mm-hmm. and intense and like the contrast is the sort of like very kind of like personable stories uh and uh mm-hmm. you know you play um sega games also <laughs> but in in seven it feels like since they're they're changing that it the, the story is a little bit different uh not necessarily as it, it's not a crime story but it's it's mm-hmm. ichiban's more of an outsider um yeah. and he's in a all of his crew are kind of outsiders and. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite lines in in Yakuza Seven is when the Bleach Japan, who's trying to like you know big moral police type group, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it insults uh, the the son of a whore or something like that. And Ichiban is right. just like, "My mom was a whore," and it's just like, "I'm great." And it's just yeah. that mm-hmm. energy is is incredible, and I feel like maybe mm-hmm. that's a little different. And the music, also, it feels like they're trying to set it. Uh, from what you've said and what I've read a little bit, a line, it, it's mm-hmm. a little bit different, um, oh, yeah. and some people don't like that, but it—it's personally, I think it's great.
3: So, from what I'm encountering, you know, there there does seem to be a pretty deep fandom split on, on the soundtrack of Seven. Basically, it just seems to boil down to um, if you like electronic music and some dubstep or not, if either <laughs> of those things rankle your sensibilities, you know, you're going to have yeah. some opinions, shall we say, but... I don't know. I I feel um well not only do I enjoy that kind of music but it does a really good job of very definitively telling the audience yeah this is a long running franchise but this is a new story. Curious story is done.
1: Yeah.
3: Now we're now we're talking about Ichiban, you know. This is his time, his deal.
1: Yeah. It, it does feel a bit like as I say it's a big reset for the series even just to like a sort of a shift in genre as well as a shift in the um the actual main character mm-hmm. um because um but I previously like i've been i've been aware of yakuza as a series for pretty much since the ps2 the first one on the ps2 mm-hmm. um but i never played it because um it sort of got marketed as a uh as a japanese gta which is very much what not what that game is no Um, yeah yeah. um
3: yeah i i I understand the the trepidation that you had back in the day because the just the 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 first attempt to localize the franchise (laughs) was just executed so poorly yeah um that it took quite a while for the the developers and publishers and wanted to warm up to the idea of trying to localize it outside of japan again
1: yeah definitely um and then like it, it really had t- like a resurgence uh on like the the ps3 and ps4 era uh, mm-hmm. with like the the kiwami remakes and mm-hmm. uh, six i think um was around that time and yakuza zero which is one of the ones that i have actually played i uh, haven't finished it um but i've played <laughs> like about three quarters of it right um uh, I do need to get back to that at some point. It's definitely definitely on my list of games to get back to. But I did. I really really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. And then like once 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 this was sort of coming out, I was I was I was definitely interested in. Um, I, I've, I'm always a, a fan of a, a JRPG, um, mm-hmm. but I like a JRPG that sort of. Um, aware of the problems with jrpgs and sort of does right. does does what it can to sort of uh, rectify that uh, and i think that's one of the biggest strengths of the of like a dragon is that like um, while it does sort of um you know it's obviously very beholden to classic jrpgs like obviously the the plot itself and the mm-hmm. the, the character beats and stuff are sort of very um they intentionally reference like dragon quest quite a lot right um, Dragon Quest probably is.
3: So, the the reason why we're we're talking about this kind of stuff is they actually do tie it in in universe. Yeah. uh, Ichiban, the protagonist, is obsessed with JRPGs, (laughs) Dragon Quest in particular. So, that's why the game works
2: the way it does. At least that's the in universe explanation for
1: it. Yeah. Like, that's his perception of uh, Mm -hmm. of
2: fighting. Honestly, it it, it maps over remarkably well to, I think, uh, Yakuza. I think, stories, like the way that Ichiban views, like doesn't get on some level that they're like a like a grimy mafia organization, <laughs> which just kind of like uses the the sort of framework of, of the criminal underworld just to he, he says it very early on in the game. It's more about honor for him. Yeah. Or- and mm-hmm. that i think is dials in really well with both the story and the stuff that they do because it's all of you know all, all all of these outcasts talking about stuff at the hostess club stuff like right. that so it it, it mm-hmm. fits together really well um and then you know they it's it just it's more fun as you go on, and there's like a sewer dungeon and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Uh, it 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 it, yeah. it works really well, I think. <laughs> and I think part of what works really well, um, I, there is absolutely the the electronic dubstep influence, but mm. it's not like all that. No, it, it just feels yeah. like it, it's they're trying really hard to make a a a different sound, a a, a yakuza that feels different. Mm-hmm. Um the my favorite track uh is uh the the tiger one that's coming up just because it is so often like in a chinese restaurant um you'll have uh you know a number of different sounds but you won't have like a big brassy fun like mm-hmm. horns thing right, um and right. I'll mention again when we get get to that but just just mm-hmm. as that's the premium <laughs> example in my mind right yeah. right right
1: um <laughs> yeah i suppose with that i suppose we should uh jump into the the first block of tracks that we have going um so i've sort of broken this up into to dungeons battle mini games and bosses um there's a little bit of sort of leeway to to one way or the other so um first track i have is uh is rewa labyrinth or um in the tracks um there's actually a couple of different track names for some of these ones and um, mm-hmm. this is also called climb to the zenith millennium tower Um, Mm -hmm. which I believe you said was a a sort of a bonus dungeon towards the end of the game. Right.
3: So the Millennium Tower is a fixture of, uh, um, franchise for various reasons. In this game, it is your post-game dungeon. It is your, you know, your, basically your chance at a victory lap.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, so next next one then is Tranquilo and Appassionato. I've actually put these together even though Appassionato is technically a battle theme. Um, but because the two tracks are actually sort of um one runs Elementary. into the other, um, mm-hmm. I thought it would just be more interesting to just play one uh, right into the other one. Right. Um, the next one then is the subterranean castle, which is the sewer dungeon that Reese mentioned. Um uh the next track then is Answer from from Guillaume, Guillaume, I, Guillaume. I believe. Okay. Uh, and uh, that's also known as Caught in the Spider's Web. Uh, and then the last one is Enter the Tiger, uh, which is the Chinese restaurant. Uh, right. Um, mission that uh that reese mentioned i haven't gotten to that one yet so i'm interested to hear about that once we get back (laughs) Um, uh
3: yeah even though i will say even without playing the dungeon which is which is just over the top um (laughs) the the track itself is also over the top it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun it's great
1: um yeah let's jump into those and we'll talk soon All right. Um, yeah. So I suppose you can tell me about the Enter the Tiger track straight away because um, that's the one I know the least about
2: in terms of the game. Well, I well, just remember. I to, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. I, uh, I was going to encourage you to go ahead. So <laughs> uh, the the um, I, I mean, i not like uh, I've I have looked up anything about it. I just when you're playing that part of the game, it is it is very much kind of like a. Mid-boss crescendo moment where you're going through this Chinese restaurant and you're fighting the waiters and the cooks. It's and the fact that it could, I think, if it was had more sort of like corny strings, it could could have felt a lot more, you know, sort of like Orientalism run amok, even if type stuff. But mm. since it's these crazy horns that just get yeah. jazzier as very funky, uh, the yeah. song go, goes right. on. And, and and as you fight the crazier stuff in, in that uh, Chinese restaurant, it's, um, I don't know, I, f- I found it to be very bombastic and exciting yes. in a way that, it's, you know, I've heard songs with horns before. And I, but I feel like it it was a very innovative way to frame the setting. And -hmm. I feel like that Mm -hmm. to me kind of like informs a lot of my other uh, opinions about the soundtrack as well. Mm -hmm. Because even if some of them, like I, I haven't connected with as much or whatever, like I feel like it is really trying to set a very specific, different tone than a lot of It seems like the the previous Yakuza games and also JRPGs, while also leaning a lot into those mechanics. Mm -hmm. Bill,
3: so one thing I wanted to emphasize, uh, and I think this track does a decent job, um, kind of supporting the 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 argument, is that Ichiban is his own protagonist. He's 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 uh, bombastic, as you say. He's joyous to the point of almost childlike. (laughs) um, very sincere heart of a lion and you contrast him to Kiryu who has a warm heart, but he's withdrawn. He's almost introverted. Uh, he's he's he has a stoic demeanor, even if there's more to him. And I feel that, um, well, the soundtracks for Kiryu's games are great to the point of being epic. They don't have that same, I don't know, enthusiasm that, that 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 joyousness that undergirds mm. this soundtrack
1: yeah those that these are very energetic and
2: mm-hmm. um that uh, that's a yeah. great point um ichiban's like intro is he uh, dropped the name of a uh, huge underworld figure uh, when he was just a no-name punk mm-hmm. um and uh that that sort of like led to him falling upwards into the organization so even Mm -hmm. like from moment go he's always been a brash numbskull (laughs) um you know he's uh you know i won't yeah i won't get get into it fully but there's you know he's he he has very little experience with the world and reality Mm -hmm. and so the the dragon uh dragon quest thing makes a lot of sense on top of that mm-hmm. and yeah. and like you say it's that it's that exuberance and that's part of what mm-hmm. makes it so fun is that you know uh it's kind of like indomitable uh yes, yeah. anytime uh um, you know, somebody tries to get Ichiban down, he's just like, No, I'm gonna kill the entire Chinese mafia with the power of friendship, actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so it's great. The,
3: the power of friendship and this bat over here. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I do I do think that's sort of an interesting contrast to to carry you, because yeah, I like I, I think the the games sort of all um at least from what I've experienced of them, like they do have like these weird tonal shifts um and i think they're a bit more sort of sharp when you have a character like kiryu mm-hmm. um who is sort of quite a serious character, but then does a lot of goofy stuff.
3: Um, right.
1: Whereas the goofiness sort of um, feels like it's part of the universe that's like, mm-hmm. and part of the way that um, uh, that Ichiban sort of sees the whole world. It's it's mm-hmm. um it really sort of gives gives that a little more. It feels a little less like whip, a little less like whiplash. Um, when you're doing right. a, a silly mini game with um, yeah, with yeah. Ichiban compared to QU <laughs> I, I
3: agree entirely. That was one thing. Like, you either love it from the start you learn to love it with the franchise Mm. that like with kiryu very very like deadly serious main storyline and then just this ridiculous almost actually in some cases literally slapstick uh side material with ichiban because he's a bit childlike it feels more earned it feels more grounded in the same game
1: yeah Mm -hmm. um it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, I suppose the we're going to talk about battle tracks soon. Um, so I suppose I, I do want to talk a bit about the the shift in genre a bit more because I do think that's quite an interesting change. Um, and as I say, it is sort of grounded in, um, in Ichiban's sort of um, view of reality, um, but mm-hmm. also I think it's a really cool sort of as a battle system. It's really really interesting. I really like it. Yes. Um, uh, it's quite dynamic. Um, it still feels like. It still feels very much like yakuza um you know there's there's a lot of um there's, there's a lot of sort of impact in in the actual combat itself uh mm-hmm. even if you're just selecting stuff from a menu rather than button mashing um but i i i i, I suppose i wanted to get your, you guys thought on that as
3: well so i think one thing that they did a very good job of doing to save it from feeling like that just you know, watching an idle animation as you hammer your way through menus is uh-huh. that um, there's a lot of activity happening on the screen. And I don't mean like pointless activity, but like people are sizing each other up. They're adjusting, like they have more active idle animations. They're they're circling and shifting for an angle. Um, yeah. It feels like the closest you could get to a more active combat system with this turn-based JRPG uh, mm-hmm. underpinning.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and and it adds a a lot of wrinkles with things like if you're fighting out in the open street, uh, you you or the enemies can get hit by a car. Um, especially (laughs) if you're like rush forward to get uh, to engage with uh, a group, um, and you know your your crew has to catch up and they cross the street, they can get nailed. It's funny. Um, (laughs) and there's a little like quick time events things, and, and it gets. I think fairly complex as as you go in um oh, yeah. th- there's a lot of there's a big whole system of of summons of uh, you know people mm-hmm. that uh, you call that you've that you've befriended yeah. that yeah. sort of stuff and and it, it, it is um so wide it goes so wide and it's not afraid of having like weird like sort of complicated things as well mm-hmm. that I feel like there's just enough there to keep it engaging and and like you said there is a real like th- there's a real sense of like uh it, it feels a bit more alive than your average jrpg fight because mm-hmm. uh they'll be uh they'll be screaming at each other or something like that or if you know um uh, seiko has charmed somebody he'll he'll be doing the like the the simpering like <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Noise it's it, it has a lot of stuff like that sort of like around the edges. Um mm-hmm. and it seems like with each chapter there there's a little bit more. Um so it's it's uh it, it is absolutely I think a... I, I, I have had no issues with the beat 'em up system, but mm-hmm. it, even though if it's it's not particularly like like insanely innovative, I think it is quite solid, quite strong.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Um but I suppose with that we'll we'll do some uh some battle music. Um so the first one I have here is uh yeah, Yokohama house Um then I have the As- Ascension Point, it's called, which is like the regular battle theme.
3: Um, um so have... Yokohama house was the Yokohama Random Encounters, Ascension Points for Kamarok show. E- Okay, yeah, that's specific, more specifically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um
1: the the Asfodelos, um it says here in my notes um massive punk scenario battle. Uh you said okay. it was uh you uh, you think it might be fighting with with Zhang or Zheng? Zheng, yeah. mm-hmm. Zheng. Um so I'm not too sure about that one. I think both of us. Uh, as I, as I mentioned previously some of these track names are not consistent. <laughs> right. Um so it it can be hard to tell sometimes. Uh, and then the last uh, track I have here is Backscratcher of scratcher of Coins. Um which is a sub-story battle theme. Uh, you seem you think it's from the uh, fighting the adult baby Yakuza Boss Gondwara yeah. fight. Yeah. Um, which I think it is as well. I actually did that quest last night, but I didn't pay attention to the music in the boss fight um mm-hmm. because I had the volume turned down for other reasons. Right. Um, yeah. because um, the baby was doing stuff. Um but I, I saw while I was researching it that a lot of people seem to think that the that, that that track actually um references the the Dragon Quest V battle theme. Mm-hmm. Um specifically, which I wouldn't know to confirm. Um, so I'm I'm not sure because I have not played Dragon Quest V. Um, but I wouldn't it would not surprise me with this game. <laughs> right. Um, well, well he's I very guess...
3: explicitly a fan of Dragon Quest, so yeah, yeah, the direct tie-in would not shock me in the least.
1: Yeah, and I believe five is like the most popular Dragon Quest, um, for, especially for people who are sort of our age, which um, you know, he, he's Ichiban is roughly our age. Um, sort of uh, an elder millennial, let's say. Um, so yeah, uh, let's jump into those and we'll come back and talk soon. I can definitely hear in that last one, um, even if it's not something that I can specifically identify as a Dragon Quest V type thing, uh, it does have, uh, it does have a bit of that feel just from the few Dragon quests that I have played. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely, it, it does, it does feel of a sort of, of a part of that. Um, but yeah, uh, I suppose I do want to talk about the um the sort of the sound team that works on on, on these games because I think it's pretty consistent across most of the games. Am I right saying that?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, like, the, a lot of the it's names. hard to find bad songs in this franchise.
1: Yeah. Uh, but just in terms of like the people who work on it, like a lot of the names that I've sort of looked up in in this, mm-hmm. um, they have worked on on previous um Yakuza games. Right. Um and also just for sega in general but like it seems it seems that the the sort of the yakuza games um sort of I, most of the people who are working on these ones have only worked um on yakuza games right. um, or at least quite a few of them like um like soji is a sort of is a pretty big name as far as sega games go um, mm-hmm. i think i'm most familiar with with him from the f0 uh, gx and ax soundtracks um but like from what I can see here, he's pretty much done every Yakuza game. Uh, mm-hmm. Chihiro Aoki, who's done uh, a lot of the battle themes that we were listening to and some of the um um some of the dungeon themes, like um, you know, I, I'm seeing um a lot of uh Yakuza in their history as well. Um, but as mm-hmm. you know, some other Sega hits as well, like Fantasy Star online too. Um and uh, super or super monkey balls, so like, um, a lot of the names here, like, they are people who just seem to just be doing Yakuza games and Sega games in general. Um, but yeah, so uh, do, in terms of like the the people that do work on these, um, like, do you have any particular favorites? I know you sort of mentioned um, yourself, Hidden or Shoji, uh, somebody that you called out.
3: Um, well. <laughs> So you, you touched on it pretty well. Um, I mean, for me, the, the big names are going to be uh Nori and Aoki Chihiro. Um, they're just mainstays of, of this um, composition team. And with the next section that you've got lined up, actually, I think you're going to um, see them really go all out in a way that um, illustrates why I like them so much. So I'm like, I'm really looking forward to the next section. <laughs>
1: but <laughs> the, the next section is the mini games no i think you were talking about the bosses right yeah
3: well we're going to get into it.
1: yeah oh no absolutely i yeah. like the the mm-hmm. boss fights i think are sort of the um for, for me certainly the ones that really jumped out at me sort of straight away mm-hmm. um but yeah i suppose um in in, in bringing it up at the mini games i think are sort of an interesting aspect of all the akaza games um like they all have sort of really really in-depth mini games that you can sort of right. um an ex and, you know you, these are sort of 60 hour rpgs or 60r games that you can then put another 100 hours into just in the mini
3: games just completing the mini games and there yeah. are all kinds of mini games you know you've got rhythm games you've got puzzle games various kinds of gambling mahjong uh uh um japanese card games um yeah. Just all kinds of racing, you know, either drone racing or kart racing, just basically anything you can think of. And <laughs> Sega will also allow you to play some of their like more retro classics yeah. in in-game arcades. So there's just these games are so full, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's one aspect I find actually really interesting in in terms of how like um Sega curates its classic games. Um and I suppose as well in terms of how Yakuza itself sort of connects to Sega's past. Um, through that uh, because obviously um, I think I think probably you know I mentioned that this game was sort of um, the first game certainly was, was really marketed as a GTA game whereas mm-hmm. what it really is is just a spiritual sequel to Shenmue um, yeah <laughs> uh, and in that way that it has like you can go and you can stand in an arcade for hours or you can uh, do all these weird side mini games that have nothing to do with the actual class <laughs> right um, uh, and it's um, I think it's just really, really cool that Sega will always sort of just throw in a couple of games and usually it's like maybe an outrun game and Space Harrier or something like that. Mm -hmm. But like, I think for years, the only way to play Virtua Fighter Five. Correct. On a modern console, was to play it through Yakuza
3: Six. Correct, and i was so glad you brought that up because I was going to bring it up if you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I incredible. will also
1: mention that I did notice uh, a bit of a blunder in the in the first chapter of the game, uh, which is set in 1999. You can actually play Virtua Fighter Five, 5 <laughs> um, which did not come out until 2005.
2: <laughs> that is, I cannot believe uh, you kept on playing. Such an oversight. <laughs> it's, like it's,
1: it's obvious, you know, it was just in one place, and it's yeah, just yeah. funny that you can even do that. But like, um, I'm I'm sure it was one of the things somebody did notice, but it wasn't worth taking out. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, reading about
2: somebody else's playthrough, um, and they they were mentioning that they had played uh, Mahjong all their life, and so Ichiban starts out homeless, basically, kind of like the main part of the story, mm-hmm. and so in, in this guy's version of yakuza 7 uh Ijiban just walks into the mahjong parlor and comes out with like 20 million yen like (laughs) before the game even starts um and it just he he just devoted did the whole as much mahjong as he could stomach uh, before Mm -hmm. continuing the game and and that's really kind of the joy of it is getting lost down these little paths um it's not really like for me as much but they have uh they have a golf thing and the batting cages you can get mm-hmm. real stupid yeah, yeah a ton of different card games i don't understand <laughs>
1: oh yeah all all the like the shogi and mahjong and stuff like that it's just i i've tried to learn how to play them but uh, it's simply beyond me um mm-hmm. I, the you mentioned uh at one point as well reese spending quite a lot of time doing the um the sort of um the real estate mini game
2: oh yeah absolutely um Cause it's really a very bare bones kind of like easy business simulator. Um, mm. and, and as you play through the game, you'll, as you beat side stories, you'll just be like, Oh, thank you so much for healing my problems being a Korean pop star. I'll work with you at, uh, your company as a spokesperson. <laughs> right. And th- that person has excellent buffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, and that's another situation where, um you know, like chapter six or seven, when that opened up, I just devoted like a full like day to playing mm-hmm. that part of the game, and nice it the came same out <laughs> with sev- several million yen. <laughs> and he gets a, like a stack slap ability that is mm-hmm. fucking an incredible hard hitting ability that a lot of bosses are weak to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that has been extremely rewarding as well. And it's funny, you know. Managing a uh, a, <laughs> a bookstore in a karaoke parlor, and also, you know, just like uh, the BDSM <laughs> sort mm-hmm. of hole in the wall, mm-hmm. it's great.
1: <laughs> it's important to diversify your portfolio. Is uh, is what I'm getting from this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so I suppose we'll, we'll jump into some of the the tracks from mini games. I, I think stylistically these are maybe a little different to uh, to what we've heard before. Um, just because obviously the, the these different games sort of have a different vibe to them. Um so the first one I have is a track called Hell's Jew, which I believe is from the karaoke mini game. Um, I think pretty much every Yakuza game does have a karaoke mini game. Um at least of the ones that I've played anyway, uh, which seems to be pretty common to have that. Um, Then we have the uh, theme for the survival can collecting, which is something you do pretty early on in the game. Uh, I don't know how in-depth you can go with can collecting as far as making money goes, um, but I did enjoy that little mini game from the start of the game. Um, Next is the um, the dive into Unabara, which is like when you're doing your, um, you can go to school to do like exams to increase your stats and stuff like that. so the, the theme from that is pretty cool, I like that a lot. Um, and then the last two tracks are from the um the kart racing minigame. Uh, we've got Arch Rival and Grand Prix, third round.
0: G- i I'm a Ringo
1: That Last track, uh, the first time I heard it, I was just like, Oh, this is just a guilty gear track, <laughs> ah,
4: just yeah, like yeah.
1: That, that, that very specific type of guitar shredder mm-hmm. that, that guilty gear does. Um, yeah, I suppose I have nothing major really to add to those. Um, a lot of them are just sort of add uh, different styles that you'll sort of uh, that I think the 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 composers were sort of able to just mess around a bit with. Mm. Um, it's like uh, uh, as you as you mentioned, like the, the, the dive into Unabara, that school one is very sort of, um, it's very chill. There's not a, like a sort of a menu theme vibe going with that. Right. Um, but then that same composer will do like some of the best sort of high energy tracks and some of the best battle themes. Right. Right. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's sort of, it's good to see when people sort of, uh, stretch their wings a bit and, mm-hmm. uh, do different styles. Um,
2: yeah. Um I feel like I as veterans of the Aerobiz episode, yeah. Um, uh-huh. We can really appreciate a uh you know, a, a, an airport lounge <laughs> yeah. we just uh where you just have to appreciate that the music is looping for 35 mm-hmm. minutes as you uh go through all of the tests and the test taking part, but <laughs> it is um because those are going to be the tracks you hear some of the most of in the game, because you're just, um, if if you go, you're going to go deep into one or two of the things, probably, and then you're just going to hear those particular Mm. tunes, um, over and over and over again, so they better be, uh, a chill, enhance the vibe, you know. (laughs) They need to be
3: pleasant without being jarring or distracting. Mm.
1: Um... Let me see here. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, I think we'll we'll probably um have a pretty short chat on this one. Um, but I suppose one thing we should probably bring up as well is just the difference between some of the track names that we've sort of uh, struggled oh, right. a bit with when we were putting this episode together, just because.
3: Oh. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> soundtracks and the Yakuza franchise are a little complicated. Um, some of them never had like officially released original soundtracks, like. Um, you know where they actually do it like it's not excuse me I'm stumbling over my words here there is a difference between just ripping the music files straight from the game and then actually like mixing a proper soundtrack that flows nicely and so on and so forth so a lot of the time you'll wind up having fans trying their best to fill in the gaps either because the soundtrack doesn't exist or it just comes very very late and also those soundtracks are often incomplete so hence why we're like well i think this song is because we're basically doing our best to remember where that song was in the 120 hour video game we just played
1: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah um no that that's definitely it's not unique to yakuza um uh, but it is something that i do sort of run up against a lot where um you know a game might only have like a game rip soundtrack and mm-hmm. there may be multiple different versions or multiple different translations um so like yeah it, it definitely can cause some confusion sometimes and we we did have a bit of back and forth uh the last couple of days just trying to uh make sure that the mm-hmm. tracks that you wanted to include were also right. uh the yeah. same ones that i was actually including
3: <laughs> yeah like a um Hey, this this uh, track with the title of Gobi Jewel in it uh, does is this the same as this one? It's like, well, probably. Let me listen. Oh, yep, yeah, yep, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah.
1: I um, suppose. So, yeah. With that, um, we're going to go right into some boss themes, uh, which I think really is sort of the main event for this episode. Um yeah. You know, I would say really the
3: episode. main event of listening to any Yakuza soundtrack like this is really yeah. where you're in it for. The songs are going to be great overall, but this is like you're going to remember these battles every time you hear this, these tracks. Absolutely.
2: Uh, I think any, um, sort of JRPG composer worth their salt, uh, really knows that the boss track is, is a, is a headliner attraction, you know, in, um, I wouldn't ever actually advocate anybody play Final Fantasy XIV, but, you know, they, they know that when you're going to fight the boss of that patch, uh, mm-hmm. the, the 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 song for that encounter is going to whip so much harder you're going to forget the whole game was built on PS3 hardware. Just to say, uh, <laughs> I'm excited for these boss themes. Right.
1: Hell yeah. Um, yeah uh, the first one we have is Pelagra, uh, which is just sort of your generic boss fight. Uh, for people who don't get a specific boss fight theme. Um, and we have War Maker, which is the Akira-Mabuchi fight. Yes. Um, I don't know who that character is, so um, you might need to explain <laughs> that to me later. Um, then the next two tracks are both actually based on Yakuza 0 track called Re- uh, Receive You or, or something like that. Um, so
3: if you like, allow me to cut in real quick. Uh, yeah. Receive You is the leitmotif for uh, character uh, Majima Goro. Yeah. Um, he is a recurring, somewhat antagonistic character. You will lock horns with him at least once in every Yakuza game. They just remix his theme, and every time yeah. they mix it, it's it's always a good one.
1: Yeah. Um. That's the uh, yeah. That's the receive you. The hyperactive is the one in this
2: game. And um, so the the other. Oh, sorry, go ahead. sorry, is is Mabuchi the 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 boss at the top of the Chinese restaurant? Yes. Um, yes. that we were mentioning before. Okay, so yes. uh, uh, I'm really excited about this one as well because this is a, a Warmaker is yes. is an incredible cap, I think. To to that dungeon run, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, in, in, anyways, I just uh, I just wanted to point that out.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, in in that case, the the rolling eyes fall down the dragon wall. The Kiryu battle team. That's mm-hmm. not a remix of Receive You. Because what I what I could find it, it was telling me it was. <laughs> yeah, it, so
3: I'm not is entirely it... sure why they decided to use uh um, Okay, so it is okay. But well, when you hear it, you you could tell they've they've twisted it enough. Yeah, that it's, it's it's quite remixed.
1: Certainly. Yeah, <laughs> um, but there are there's definitely some elements to sort of go across between the two. But I was just a bit curious about that because um the when I searched for it, a lot of the stuff was coming up was Yakuzas Heroes. So um mm-hmm. I thought it was just in that game, but I guess it must be in sort of any of the other games that Majima shows up in as well.
3: Oh, um, um they always it's it's going to involve you know the word receive, but that's yeah. going to be about it. So if you're just looking for that, then yeah, you're you're only going to see yeah know that that makes
1: sense mm-hmm. um and then the the last track in the block then is triplet after triplet which uh as far as i can tell is the final boss theme uh
3: a penultimate actually it's uh okay. tendo yosuke um which oh. i would argue is actually the most like epic encounter that you're going to have and it is a character who i feel like this just this larger than life former heavyweight boxer with like a, a vicious <laughs> underhanded streak so he deserves to have this just larger than life track to go along with him
1: fair enough okay uh yeah i suppose we could, we could talk a bit more about the actual bosses themselves um so yeah uh, just to recap it's a uh, Palagra Warmaker. rolling eyes fall down the dragon wall Receive you the hyperactive and triplet after triplet. All right. Um, yeah, so, so let's talk about some bosses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first thing I do want to to go into is, is that the the Kiryu and Majima um, fights. Because um, when when I saw that these came up, I sort of would have assumed that these are like bonus fights or something. Um, but you were saying that they're both sort of part of the main storyline that yes. you go through, that you do mm-hmm. have to sort of interact with these characters. Um, yeah, which is interesting in the sort of like a... Um, uh, passing of the torch kind of way i suppose right. yeah, um yeah. but I was uh in talk, if you want to talk about the specifics of how that's done in the game and how that's handled
3: okay uh so obviously uh kazuma kiryu is the uh protagonist of most of this franchise but his story is definitively done you know yeah. uh, if you're not familiar at the end of yakuza 6 he basically has to make a deal with the devil of um if you want everyone you all of your loved ones to have a happy and successful life, you need to walk away. You are officially dead. Um because of the various uh things that have happened over the course of his story. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a deal he's willing to make because he, he you know he cares for the people close to him that much. Um however, in Yakuza 7 he needs to put a bow on things. Um, he walks away from the Tojo clan unhappy with, with how that ended and he wants to bring an end to that that kind of organized crime and bring people, all, the, all these poor unfortunate who wound up involved in it back into the light. Mm. And the way he needs to do that is by working with these various other characters. And he feels that Ichiban is actually doing a good job leading that charge. Unfortunately, he's um he's still brash, he's still, in the grand scheme of things, kind of young, um, mm-hmm. and is making impetuous mistakes. Kiryu doesn't like that. At this point, <laughs> he is stoic, he is determined, he he knows, I mean, he's the former uh, chairman of the Tojo clan. He has a he has a strong worldview, and he's gonna knock some sense, literally, into Ichiban's head. Which I feel um that his track does a really good job of illustrating. Like this is this is the wall. And for the first time, you're not winning this fight. Okay. Um, the other one, which you mentioned, uh, Majima Goro, he's a supporting character for, for throughout the entire franchise, but particularly yeah. he's very, very close with Cosmic Fury. who's arguably his best friend at this point. Um, however, he is an impetuous thrill seeker um, who, some people want to climb Mount Everest. Majima wants to find the fight that will give him the most fun before it kills him um
1: okay, so when that's, you're that's a pretty standard archetype yeah
3: <laughs> when you're infiltrating the Omi Alliance headquarters you come across Majima because he's part of the Omi Alliance and he and his friend Saijima basically are like well you're here none of the bosses are around let's have some fun <laughs> and they just go balls to the walls because for the first time in a while Ichiban and his friends are actually able to bring it.
1: okay yeah so this is the, yeah, your standard like the guy looking for a challenge type right mm-hmm. yeah uh, i say i'm i'm more from fami- i'm familiar with uh majima from uh, yakuza zero mm-hmm. um, so i guess like that arc being sort of a a, a prequel um you know he starts off as, as that sort of the king of the night character and then sort of i mm-hmm. guess through that game becomes or becomes the person who will soon be majima right? Um, but yeah, basically
3: it, it... because of the demands of being a sworn soldier to his Yakuza family and also mm. the tragedies that happened to, in his life across Yakuza 0. And I mean, just, just play that game. Like, it yeah. is it is a very rough ride for him, but it will make you feel things. <laughs> <laughs> and you can kind of understand why he becomes this almost nihilistic thrill seeker at the end of it. Yeah, No, no that's yeah.
2: Uh, so I, I, I definitely was... want to check um, check out more uh, Yakuza after this. I was talking to my friend um, about be uh, starting Yakuza Seven, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, for the past like four years, I've just been going through the franchise." Yeah. Uh, and they were all, they, they were like on on six or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just something that has always been happening is, is Yakuza. So uh, it. it, it it seems like, you know, it it, it requires a, a fair bit of investment. Um, but uh, I th- now that I I kind of get get what what I'm getting, um, I'm I'm excited to to check out the uh, the main uh, the main boy that everyone loves.
3: Right, so I, I want to hasten to add:
2: you can walk into Yakuza
3: Seven completely blind. You'll love the story. It, it's very, it's a very approachable game. But if you really want to get into the weeds, you owe it to yourself to at least play Zero.
1: Yeah, I I, I have enjoyed a lot of what I played the Zero, but uh, it's on my PS4, which hasn't been turned on in quite a while. Right, um, so I do want to get around back around to playing it. But it was yeah, it, it's definitely a good time.
2: Seven um, is incredibly accessible. Um, mm-hmm. It is, It is. I, I don't know yeah. if If I would say it is the ideal way of entering the franchise, but I think it is a very easy way uh, mm-hmm. to yeah. do so.
1: And it, it is very much a reset point for the series, so right. even Definitely if you so. play only one Yakuza game, you probably should play Like a Dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
2: Unless um, you're yeah. itching for the, the beat-em-up stuff, because it is... Uh, it is a fundament it does play fundamentally uh different. Um mm-hmm. so uh th- that is the one thing to keep in mind and that right that conversation. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Um so I suppose the, the one other track I wanted to, to talk about was um uh you you were quite excited about the Akira Mabuchi fight, uh race, Right. Um which is the the one at the top of the the, the Chinese restaurant. So what what about that sort of um was, was making you get excited? <laughs>
2: No, no, it's a. I think it's an absolutely incredible track. Um, just in mm. my kind of googling around, it seems like it's a f- fan favorite for those who like uh, the the franchise. Um, I saw a lot of people say War Maker was their favorite. Mm. Um, it's really good, and I don't know. There's, it's just a fun thing. It's just. Uh, you know they 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 spin a little tale about how this guy's got Guan Yu's spear, and there's there's a whole fucking right. thing with this guy, like you'd imagine. Yeah. Um, and and then once he 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 comes out, it's just a great, um, mid. I guess I, I don't know if he's the mid boss, yeah.
3: I uh, so. But
2: okay, because I because I haven't beat it, but it it feels like that. It feels like a real crescendo moment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so uh, after the the incredible horns of uh the restaurant it's it's a great um mm-hmm. finale
1: okay that's pretty cool um i i think that's that's all of it so um so uh thank you so much for joining us Ryder. um that was a lot of fun uh we yeah. really uh, re- really i think had a good conversation about the the, the the series and the game um so uh have you you've nothing you want to plug or, or or anything like that before we go <laughs>
3: Uh, I have no social media presence, and uh, neither should you. It's bad for you. Get
2: off it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, absolute. Uh, That's it. The anti plug. I respect it. Uh. <laughs>
3: um, no, no, no. Just, just seriously. It, it, these, these are really, really solid games. They're, they're beloved for a reason. I, I hope that by going through this, this pretty well curated um mix of of tracks, um. It makes you curious. I, I would love it if more people wind up uh, checking this out for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Bare
2: minimum, you have gotten uh, the two of us into it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have really uh, sunk into it, and I find it... Uh, Resident Evil 4 is starting to take up a lot of my time, but I find it really hard <laughs> not to play Yakuza 7 um, otherwise. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's just... it. it I'm it's playing just... Resident
1: Evil 2 at the moment, but same <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh delete all your social media, um is the recommendation here and uh, play play Yakuza instead.
1: Um yeah, so <laughs> so with that Reese, do
2: you have anything you
1: want to plug <laughs> Uh
2: yes, I would like to plug my social media. Um uh, very good bud on Twitter uh and uh also on Twitch. I'm your very good bud. Uh and that's it. <laughs> mm. uh, i
1: would also like to plug some social media but mostly just for the podcast i, I don't mm. really have uh, any personal social media except for my mastodon um which is at four push at the jorts.horus instance um the uh, other than that i'm it's crt pod system or crt sound system uh on anywhere that is uh in existence for the time being um mm. Um I feel like every podcast for the last few months has just been like if Twitter exists and Twitter continues to exist for some reason um, yeah. but it's looking less and less likely every day fingers um,
2: crossed, yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah the the official non personal uh social media account of four push who who just two days ago posted a a a goatsy meme uh, about the, the toast see
1: <laughs> as I, say, I, I i try not to shit post on the um <laughs> on the podcast twitter but sometimes nice. i got it. so the last track we have is uh a track called dragon of money uh i think between the two of us we couldn't really figure out where this is in the game my um, our best, best guess is it's a business the a business yeah. management sort of sim element of the game um but yeah. it's a cool track, nonetheless. And I, I, I sort of was like, I don't know where to put it, but I don't want to not include it. Um, so I was like, this will be the, the 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 track to end it all for tonight.
3: Yeah, tell you what, you know, those of you who aren't going to delete your social media, write in and tell us where you think in the game this track <laughs> comes from.
1: <laughs> yeah, answers on a postcard, please.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so that'll be Dragon of Money. Uh, thank you, Ryder. Thank you, Reese. Uh It's been a fun one. Uh, Thank you, Tom. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Have a good one.